Generally Speaking, About the Church, podcast episode number 106. Hola, everyone. <laughs> Me llamo Cliff. Me llamo Esdeje. We are here to generally speak about the church once again. Yes, right. And uh, today we are going to do something I don't think has ever happened before on this podcast. It's it's a first. It is a first. We are taking our very first live call. And I have no worries about it because I happen to know who's on the line. <laughs> DG, let's just let's let's not waste any time. No, we got to jump in. We this. just got to jump right in. We have Karen in Massachusetts on the line. Karen, how are you? Oh, I'm doing great, Cliff. How are you guys doing? We are doing wonderful, and we are blessed to have you as our first live caller to the help or to the help help. I'm a to Christian. The help, church. I'm about the church podcast. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what show I'm producing That's anymore. Awesome. Well, you got like 15 on one day, so you're good. All right, Hi, we DG. forgive you. Hello, hello. Thanks I so much for calling in. I to say hello to you before. Oh, you're fine. You're fine. So you, you said that you uh, you had something that you've been wrestling with. Yes. I I don't know if you know my whole backstory. In 2005, I had a stroke. Um, I was a nurse practitioner at the time, and I had to give that up because I have a lot of problems with memory, and I couldn't pass the cognitive function test. Well, recently, um, in this past September, I was getting up off the couch to get my son and I each a Diet Coke pebble, and when I did, I didn't realize that my stroke leg was underneath me, and I, I broke everything oh, from, from the knee down right into my toes. Um, now I am wheelchair bound. I am going May 7th for surgery in hopes that I can take a few steps, but essentially I'm going to be wheelchair bound for probably the rest of my life. I am very angry with God and I just don't know how to resolve these feelings. I was raised a Roman Catholic in an Irish family that always said we all have our crosses to bear, but I just think my cross has gotten far too heavy, and I can't even open my Bible anymore. I used to pray a rosary every night. As a matter of fact, I prayed one for you and Tiffany so that you may get a baby. Thank you. And I I can't even pick up my beads. I, I actually put them away and I don't know where I put them. (laughs) (laughs) So I was wondering if you guys could help me find my faith again. Wow, that that is a very interesting question. And I'll tell you what, do you mind if we we answer your question offline here and, and, and let you listen via the net there? No, not at all. Wonderful. Well, I'll tell you what, um, we appreciate it and, and we'll, we'll see what we can do. I, yeah, sure. I'm, I'm very interested to see where DG and I uh, take this and uh, we really appreciate you, Karen. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you. Love you. Take care. Bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, DG. That, that is, that's a heavy one. That is definitely a heavy question, but it's a, it's a very real and an honest, and I, you know, to be honest, I, I'm just, um, I'm honored that Karen would even share that with us. Absolutely. Uh, and Karen, that took a lot of, uh, 
you have some seriously big ovaries <laughs> to be able to to be able to say that out loud. I know yeah. that I'm sure you've said that over and over again in private to God, uh, and probably mentioned that to your family before. But uh, the sheer fact that you shared that here with the GSPN community, uh, as well as with me and Cliff or Cliff and I, uh, just I'm just blown away and and honored absolutely uh, that you even asked the question. So, I, and and I want you to know that. You know, I, I think a lot of those, these are, these are life questions. These are life challenging questions that, um, that, uh, if, if you're expecting a perfect right answer, you're probably not going to get it from us. Right. <laughs> so I mean, I'm throwing that up there up front, letting you know, I am not, <laughs> I'm not the ultimate answer giver. Um, I, I think that, um, I think a lot of a lot of a challenge that we all go through in life is dealing with um, is dealing with frustrations and dealing with expectations. And I think that um, I think that dealing with those expectations, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a hard time talking, Cliff. I'm gonna start crying. Uh, <laughs> I I, um, I don't know what you're going through. I, I just don't. I can't I can't tell you. I know exactly what you're going through. Uh, and therefore you have to understand that anything that I say is going to be at a part of it is going to be out of ignorance. Mm -hmm. Um, because I do, I just do not know what you're going through. I want to sympathize and I want to empathize. Um, and I want to be able to, uh, to try to understand what you're going through. But, um, but the first thing I think the cliff and I just want you to know is we love you. Absolutely. I mean, I I can tell you right now, DG, there are a few people that I know in my life that just exude love. All right. And I shared with you, DG, that last week that you're one of those people. And oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not just me. saying that, but that, it, there are just some people they exude love. I mean, love, pour, it, love pours out of their pores, uh, out of the pores of their body. Right. All right. And, and, and that, I we, think it's we need a, like love towels. Exactly. It, <laughs> it's, it's, you just get a little messy sometimes with all the love that you throw around. <laughs> but anyway, um, Karen's one of those people too. You know, I mean, I'm not kidding. I'm not just saying that. I mean, there, there are, there's only a handful of people I know that are this way. I mean, it's just like negativity doesn't really come out of them a whole lot. Right there. It's, it's just an over optimistic, you know, a majority of anything you hear from them is praise, encouragement, love, extension of just awesomeness. And, and Karen's one of those people. And, and, and I, I do, I I love her and to hear her going through this really, it, it, it's like, man, I, I, I kind of get, I kind of get a little mad too, that somebody who, who loves so much would suffer so much. Right. Um, as far as, you know, the question is how can we help you get your faith back? Obviously I, I want to say first and foremost, I don't think you've lost your faith. I don't think you've lost your faith at all. I, I believe that you very much are a strong believer in Christ and, and that he is your Lord and savior. I, 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 I know that from what I know of you, the, the fruit of your life, and even the way that you spoke to us to just just now on the phone, mm-hmm. your your voice, your your heart, your attitude, it exudes faith. I mean, it, it, it does. Um, so you your call today communicated to me, a, 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 you know, a, 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 it's a life lived in faith. 
Sure. Uh, now, now, when we say faith, what I what do I mean? A, a, a one that believes in God, that one that believes that we are a part of something bigger than just what we see here on this earth. One who believes in eternal life, and and one who believes, you know, in all this stuff. Now, are you angry with God? Absolutely, absolutely. And and you know what? I I'm like DG. I I can't imagine what you are going through. I may not be able to 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 even possibly sure. you know wrap my mind around it either but I, I i can tell you what there's been a whole lot less that's happened in my life that i've had to deal with and i get i've gotten angry with god sure and i don't think being angry with god is something that you should feel awful about i think that the fact that i you know put your beads away and and close the bible for a couple of days couple of weeks couple of months but the fact is, I have no doubt that you are communicating with God. And if you're communicating with God, that God, I just don't understand. And right, I'm upset. Right, right. I'm hurt. Do you know how much I've done for you? You know, spent my life as a nurse and I I love doing this. And I felt you called me to that. And now all of a sudden, you know, I have this stroke and I can't do that anymore. But then I, it's like, okay, I, I learned to, you know, I, I'm still going to have a positive attitude and I'm going to mm-hmm. do this. And then, you know, boom, then I fall last summer and then, you know, it took her, takes her a while. And then all of a sudden, then this happens. Sure. And now it's like, she's just hitting. I can, heck yeah, you're angry. Yeah, exactly. And I, and, and DG, am I wrong? Do you think it's okay to be mad at God? Of course. Yeah. I, I think that it is, I think it's healthy. I, you know, I've always said that, that I, I think one of the main purposes of prayer is not to expect everyone to be answered, but just to allow that relationship for communication that communication between you and God and having that relationship. And, uh, and we've said this before on the podcast that it, the way I know that my marriage is healthy is that we actually communicate. Yeah. That we talk between each other. I would much rather have my wife yelling at me or angry with me and still communicating than her cut it off and cut off any communication. And that's why I'm a little bit hesitant to be able to say, you know, I, I think it's fine to take a break. Sometimes I think sometimes you just need to go away for a little bit and just, just try to relax and just rest and, and just find some, some quiet. But I think that, um, ultimately, and I, and I sense this is what that you wouldn't have called in if you, I don't think that you would have called in if you weren't still desiring that relationship. Absolutely. Um, now, I do think that a lot of people want to blame God for a lot of things, mm-hmm. just like I think a lot of people blame Satan for a lot of things, too. Um, and I think that there is just something about us living in a fallen world that we just can't give God credit for. And um, and I think that a lot of people want to give God credit for the Holocaust and say, how could you let that happen? You allowed that to occur. You didn't step in. And, and I think that... Uh, you know, I, I, this is, I mean, no, I'm, I'm pushing it. I'm pushing it to the nth degree here. I'm pushing it to the nth degree, but I think that, um, it's just, <laughs> it's the problem of evil thing. It's just God allowed, God allows us to be able to have choices and our choices actually affected and do affect the universe that we live in. Uh, it, it affected, um, just our relationship with all of creation, whether it be tornadoes and hurricanes and tsunamis and, and cancer and strokes and, 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 and things like that, that all this stuff happened in life and happens in life. Uh, I was reading the scripture of Christ uh, when I th- I'm pretty sure he was praying in the, uh, in the garden of Gethsemane right before perfect Lenten kind of a time to read. Um, 
And he says, God, I, I, and he's, he's praying to the creator covenant, God, his father. And he, and he says, I'm not asking for you to take them out of the world. And, you know, and I think a lot of Christians, man, that is what <laughs> I'm just like, I accepted you, Jesus. I want everything to be perfect. Right. So why don't you hurry up and come back right now? I want life to be perfect because you are in, because I'm in a relationship with you now. Right. And, uh, and Christ even said to, to his father, I'm not going to pray that they, that they, that you take them out of this world. And, um, but I want them to know, and I, and his desire in that prayer is that we would actually become one with each other as well as one with God, just as he is in unity with the father and, and find that joy and that unity in God. And so, um, and, and I think that sometimes that, uh, and I think this is what Karen is saying too. Uh, in a way that there might be a time where you don't have the faith to do that. Uh, but I think it, and, and this is, this is, I'm a Christian, so this is how I see things. Um, but I want you to know, Karen, that God gave you this community of GSPN. He gave you the, the, the community of cliff and me and everyone in the chat room right now that's praying for you and actually talking to you. You are not alone. I, I just, I can't, even if you can't sense the presence of Christ, which I believe is there and with you and here, you can at least sense the presence of community. And I believe that Christ is in the center of this community. And I think that the challenge that you're living into right now is uh, you're, you're having to do a bunch of things alone. Yeah. And, and that, I'm, I'm, that is a huge, huge challenge in life. When we try to go through this life, alone or when something happens to us and we start internalizing everything and we just start thinking about ourselves and not thinking about other people and not thinking about the community that God has put us in, uh, whether it be a church or, or a small group or, or even just online like a GSPN is, I think that there's a lot of stuff that we unintentionally put on blinders and just focus on ourselves and not realize that God is surrounding us and loving us through other people. <laughs> And caring for us through other people. Um, I know every time that I've gone through a pretty difficult time in my life, uh, whether it be my brother's death when he was 35 and died of Burkitt's lymphoma or when Tiffany and I moved here or um, the death of other family members and stuff like that. Uh, every and, and actually right now in my life, <laughs> it's a pretty challenging time period. Um, if, I, if, if all I do is focus on myself, then I... I really miss what God, how God is desiring to bless me. Yeah. I miss the ways that God is surrounding me and loving me, even in the midst of the pain, even in the midst of the challenge, even in the midst of the, of the pissed offness. <laughs> I miss that. And, right. and, um, and I think that it was not a coincidence. I think it was a Godsidence that you desired so much to call. Yeah. Because I think Christ is trying to tell you through me and Cliff and through everybody in the chat room Number one, I love you and I will not stop. And yes, all this stuff has happened to you. And yes, it sucks. But I am always with you. Yeah. And and um, and there's more to this life than walking. There's more to this life uh, than the expectations that, that you thought you had for your life. Uh, Cliff had to wrestle with that when he left insurance and started doing podcasting. I'm having to wrestle with that right now when I'm trying to do something for the kingdom and for the church that a lot of people don't get. And a lot of people just 
just are really frustrated <laughs> by me. <laughs> but I keep on reminding my wife that I I still believe this is important. This is important enough for us to go through lots and lots of heartache. Right. Uh, on behalf of it. So I just want, you know, the only thing I can honestly tell you right now is that I love you. And I don't believe that's just DG loving you. I, I believe that it is God through me loving you. Yeah. And I hope and pray that you can hear that, you can see that, and you can experience that in your way, in your own way, whatever that is. Um, and and that's my prayer is that you can continue to, and that may, maybe that's just the, the glimmer and the shining, little tiny shining piece of hope. But that is the one thing that Christ offers us is hope above all things. Absolutely. And I think you can cling on to that grasp of hope. And I think that can, that can get you through enough to go look for the brief, to go look for your beads, yeah. <laughs> to go, to go, um, you know, go with someone, force someone to go with you and you wrestle and talk with God and let them listen in on, it. <laughs> you know, let them push you in the wheelchair as you're going through a park somewhere or, or, or going to a playground and watching kids play or, you know, it's just one of those things to where it might help to be able to just to get out and, and to, and to really, really just, uh, without expectations. And that's the challenge. I think that's the, and, and uh, professor, uh, a talked about a little bit too, but I think that a lot of the challenges in this world is our expectations. And, um, and if we could somehow, and I think this is, I think Buddhism kind of tries to do this too, but if we could somehow be able to just lay way, waylay, waylay, waylay all those expectations and just live in the moment for two minutes. Yeah. If we could live in the moment for two solid minutes with no expectations and just experience life, I think that you could be able to sense God in the midst of that. Yeah. The other thing that I know um, that God has been teaching me in my life is how blessed I am, you know, and, and obviously it's, 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 you know, I, I mean, I'm not suffering from many of the things that, that Karen's talked about. Um, and, and, and what, what happens though is, uh, times when I'm suffering and, and when I, when I'm down about my circumstances, God oftentimes finds way to remind me of how blessed I am. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, you know, the, the thing is, is that I remember <laughs> I, what, well, I just think in the, in the scripture, he's just like, I don't want to go there and tell and tell them that they are saved. I've just got to be spending my time in a whale right now. And then God's like, who provided the shade for you? Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, you are so blessed. Would you please stop it? <laughs> exactly. So, so, I mean, I, I, I was reading the book, uh, crazy love by Francis Chan. Chan yeah. Yeah, which I'm not a huge fan of so far. By the way, I, I oh, yeah, really like yeah. the first couple of chapters, and and he's really he's really taken it to a, a different level that I don't know. But anyway, uh, <laughs> you went sideways. You're like, why'd you go yeah, there, boy? Yeah. Well, the <laughs> thing is, though, is um, I'll, well, let me get back. Yeah, to that. keep going, keep going, because because I, I I do want to bring it back to because I I wanna I wanna play you an audio from it. it just it'll nice. make you laugh. Oh, okay. It'll make you really laugh. We're on to you, Chan. So, uh, but anyway. Um, I did remember him saying, you know, listen, if you, he says, if you live in the United States and you have a car, you know, it doesn't matter what kind, if you have, if you own a car, you're richer than the top, you know, you're in the top 2% of the most rich people in the world or like something of like that. the entire world of the entire world. You're in the you top know. 2%. It doesn't yeah. matter. I mean, if, if you own a car, you, you are, it's like, and, and it's just reminded me, it's like, even it's like the fact that you have food 
provided, you know, that you right. can walk in or well, maybe not even walk, but, but but you have food available to you. Right. It's just how if you have rich running you. water. If you exactly. have a toilet that flushes. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, so so one of the things that I, I and I'm not great at it myself, but sometimes people will they'll come alongside me and remind me of how blessed I am. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, and, I, and I'm looking at Karen and I'm like, number one, man, she's blessed with such a what, such a loving attitude. You right. know, sure. I, I, I Karen, every time I've ever had an email from you, every time I've ever heard of had a voicemail from you, every time I've talked to you on the phone, I just feel blessed to know you. Right. And and you are blessed to have that effect on people. Um, I she's not completely alone. She she's she's got her her son there um, and her mm-hmm. family. Mm-hmm. I mean, she is blessed by these people who love her. She was blessed by people who do serve her. And and sometimes I'm sure certain that she feels like she's a burden on them. And sure, and I'm course. certain that over time, sometimes those people may feel like she's a burden. Of course. Indeed. But she's blessed to that the, the, her son. You know, I have met people that have you know they've lost their wife to breast cancer and i'm sitting there like man how do you and your your children how do you deal with this how do you and and these these are strong men of faith and it's like they 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 could sit there and i could be going through the most peace you know you know minuscule little thing and i feel like the end of the world and and then all of a sudden i you know i i go on an appointment and i meet with this person and and through the conversation i learned that you know this guy that i'm sitting here talking to who is full of hope and faith and and joy you know i learned that his wife died of breast cancer last year and he and you know he's a single dad now raising three young kids you know and it's just like man that would that's that that's what i'm talking about how god reminds me it's like you think you've got it dude Listen to how blessed you are. <laughs> yeah, Tiffany Let wants, me tell you a yeah. thing or two. Tiffany always wants to remind us. She never does, but she wants to. Afterwards, we talk in the car. She wants to remind everybody. Like, there's this one. Like, for example, there's a there's an individual we know that's pregnant, and she was just like, "Oh, just oh, I hate this. I don't even know if I want another kid." And she's saying that in front of Tiffany, who who is bearing along with me of eleven years, <laughs> and Tiffany's just like. Do you realize who you're saying that to? But I, you know, I also want to say that I don't think in God's eyes that your one problem is lesser than somebody else. Right. Right. I want you to know that God looks at you and individually looks at you and says, I see what you're going through and I am right beside you. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of people that I think that they want to like do this scale of what is a worse sin or what is a, what is a, what is a worthy of <laughs> what is worthy of, um, of, uh, I don't know, of, of being praised and, and not being praised and, you know, Oh, your life is worse than my life or something else like that. Because I, cause I, I'll tell you to a teenager who just broke up with their boyfriend in, in their life, that honestly might be just as much, just, just as painful mm-hmm. as, uh, as, as, as losing a loved one in some cases. I mean, it's, yeah. it is, it is very, very painful to them. And the people that look at those teenagers and say, eh, you t- you'll date again. There's so many other blah, people blah, 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 blah. Yeah, exactly. Instead of saying, I'm so sorry. Right. And, and so, you know, I want you to know, Karen, I'm so sorry. It's, it, it's not fair. Right. I believe that I believe that one day when Christ returns, whether uh, whether Christ pieces together our sinews after we've been dead for how many ever years or if Christ returns while we're still alive, 
I believe that that uh, the pain and the and the frustration and the sorrow and the anger that you feel today um, is is not going to be there. And I believe that with every ounce of my heart and every ounce of my soul and all of my mind and my body, that there is hope to be found in Christ. And I'm longing for that hope. And and I think this is the perfect season right now. If you're liturgical at all, uh, this is Lent. This is, and, and I, I got frustrated with my senior pastor. I haven't told him yet. So if you listen to this, hey, what's up, Mark? Uh, but I've been so frustrated because I think sometimes in, in the church, we just want to jump to Easter. We just want to jump straight to the part where Christ resurrects. And we don't, we don't spend time in the, in the pain and the frustration and the longing, the longing for Easter. I don't think that we long as much as we should for Easter. Right. And, um, and, and, and I see that in Revelation with the people underneath the altar saying, how long, oh Lord, do we have to wait? We died because we professed you as our king. How long do we have to wait until we, you know, until we have been, you know, uh, till our enemies have been taken care of. And I think that the church is to that. I think should in this moment, in this time of Lent should get to that point. We should be longing for Easter so much that there's not a pore in our body that does not ooze a longingness uh, for Easter. And so my prayer is that, uh, that Karen, that you can experience another new Easter in your life. Yeah. that you can see uh, the risen Christ in a way that uh, passes all understanding and all knowledge and that you find the peace and the love that Christ find, uh, that Christ has for you. And I, and I have no expectations for how long it takes and what way it takes. Um, but I do, I do want to encourage you to find a community of people. If you don't have one, find a community of people that, that uh, can, can walk with you. And, and that's not a pun <laughs> that can walk alongside you and hold your hand in the midst of you wrestling in the midst of you wrestling with God. And I know a lot of amazing people in this world that wrestled with God that had knocked down, drag out yelling <laughs> anger fights at God and came out the other end with a whole new nature. Yeah. One that was so Christ-like that you'd never have ever guessed it. Um, and so I think it's okay to be angry, of course. <laughs> yeah, and, and Karen, there are two. There are two people that come to my mind that I would refer you to checking out. Um, and and again, I I don't. I the one hesitation is what DG has said. He's like, okay, let's put a comparison of or what I'm dealing with with, with, with what other yeah, people sure, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't. I don't bring up these two people for that expectation. But what I do is I I'm going to bring up two people for you to to look into. Uh, because these are people who have experienced some very huge setbacks in their life uh, as a result of physical ailment and how they have this amazing heart of, of gratitude and hope and are doing things that are making big differences in this world. And uh, you were going to say something, DG, before I, think, I tell him who they are. Well, is it is that one guy that we talked about that that talks and he has no arms and legs? Yes, yeah. that's one of them. Yeah, I knew, I knew you were going to. Yeah, so so <laughs> check this out. I'm going to the first one before I go to him. I'm going to tell you David Ring, and and I believe if you just go to David Ring R I N G dot O R G, uh, this is a guy who was born, I believe, with cerebral palsy, and he goes around and speaks. And I'll just play just a little bit of an audio clip from him. So here here is a little thing where he was speaking. You've never heard a speaker like David Ring. Born with cerebral palsy, 
orphaned at an early age, cast about from family to family, yet he emerged not victimized, but victorious. With the way vulgar things, don't we? But God don't. God used vulgar people. When I am weak, then I am strong. In the late fall of 1953, in the town of Jonesboro, Arkansas, Oscar and Laren Ring were preparing for the birth of their tenth and last child. They were not strangers to heartbreak, for they had lost two infants at birth, and all three of their surviving sons had been diagnosed with hemophilia. When Laren went into labor on that October day, no one had foreseen the complications that would result in her newborn son being deprived of oxygen for 18 minutes. By the time he was resuscitated, his brain was permanently damaged. The child they named David would live the rest of his life with cerebral palsy, a handicap that would limit him physically and challenge him daily. David had lost both his parents to cancer by the time he was 14. He found himself orphaned and sinking into a deep depression. He was sent to live with a series of relatives, each one in turn giving up on the surly, uncooperative teen whose attitude had become more of a handicap than his cerebral palsy. On April 17, 1970, David attended a church service that changed his life forever. David Ring experienced a new birth. From that day forward, David displayed a new attitude. He went from being an outcast to being vice president of his class. In July of 1971... And I'll let you go to the website to hear the rest of that. Okay. (laughs) But seriously, you should hear this guy speak. And if you can... I think if you look around probably on YouTube and some other places... You'll hear right. about this, but obviously you can tell this yeah. is a guy who's experienced a lot in his life. Yeah, I got to be honest with you, though. That was really cheesy presentation. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I was like, oh, this presentation. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It, 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 it was it was done. Several and it years was, ago. And, but it's killing me because I'm like, this guy probably has a lot of great things to say. Go back to him talking instead of you being the voiceover. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I will tell you, I've heard him speak twice. And both times when I heard him speak, it takes you about 10 to 15 minutes to start learning how to hear him, to learn how to hear what he's saying. Sure. Of course. Uh, But it is amazing. And I tell you what, I've seen him. I've seen him in person twice. I've seen a video, a a full length video of him uh, once. And I was just bawling in tears all three times. Yeah, I believe it. it. It's just amazing. This, this guy. And so here's, I don't know what this one is, but let me hit play here. (laughs) Um, hi, good morning. It's not even six o'clock in the morning. The this sun's is, just coming up over this the is mountains Nick over via there. Check. We've got a full day today. Um, we've got a men's breakfast, and then we've got two schools. And then I've uh, got a massage for an hour, so, which is going to be good and relaxing a little bit for my back. And then I've got a radio interview over the phone, and then later tonight we've got an awesome um, evangelistic youth rally. So uh, basically all the schools that we did in the area will come together and uh, hear me preach again and we'll do another message. So uh, anyway, it's going to be a full on day. It's going to be a good day. All right. And let's see here. I think it still has. Oh, anyway, so this 
This is, by the way, you can just hear this guy, and and you 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 would think that this is just a guy who's out doing whatever. His name is Nick Viacek, and and I might be saying his name wrong, but uh, he's from Australia, and he he was actually I think he was born with no limbs at all, no arms, no legs. Right. This guy, right. yeah. he is an inspiration beyond anybody else I I know that's been inspiring. And this guy is being used by God around the world to literally bring hope and, and you know, just joy into people's lives. That dude's just amazing. He is. He is. Just like Karen. Amazing. Exactly. And Karen, I want you to know, you you have experienced some major setbacks in your life. And, and since you and I have known one another, you've experienced setbacks. This is, this is probably by far one of the biggest i mean b- being told that you might be in a wheelchair for the rest of your life but i mean even before that you had the stroke that was debilitating and and took away your career but even sure. this you've been struck with but you have been a source of inspiration to me and and god has used you as a reminder to me that wow you know yeah. i am blessed and that's just like god yeah you know this is one of those come on lord because i'm just like <laughs> god's like Hey, I know you're not even talking to me and you probably hate me right now, but I'm going to use you to bless other people. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, dang it. I'm supposed to be mad at you, but you're being other, being nice to other people through me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I just want to say, I, I, I'm encouraged by you, Karen, and the fact that you called in Definitely. and, and Thank I, you. I hope and I pray that, that you will be surrounded by some other people who will bring uh, community into your life physically you know, sure. that God will surround you with people locally. And, and I do, I I'm so the gspn.tv community is blessed to have you as a, as a, as a member of it, that Definitely. you are a part of this family and, and we do love you. Yeah. And if you need to be reminded of that, send us an email, give us a call and we will remind you that we love you. We are with you and we care about you. Absolutely. You're not alone. Hey, let's move on to uh, another phone call that has come in. This is on the voicemail hotline. And this comes in from my good friend, Howard Shepard. And this is what Howard has to say. Hey, Cliff and DG, this is Howard Shepard from the Life Beyond the Assembly Line podcast. Hey, this call is regarding the About the Church podcast and specifically the episode with the the green shoes. Um, (laughs) You know, the discussion at the end of the podcast were essentially the question came up of, does this become conviction or guilt? I think that's a huge issue, and while I certainly know, you know, DG wasn't going for that, uh, kind of with you, I, I, I fight the whole self-loathing thing as a Christian sometimes, and at what point is conviction, healthy conviction, Christian conviction, when does that become non-healthy, even sinful self-loathing? I think that would be a good thing to, to discuss, because certainly that's a battle that I think uh, I, I know I deal with it, and I think a lot of Christians deal with it. And I think it's easy for, for people like me to say, well, as a Christian, if you don't deal with it, you're, you know, maybe you're not examining your, your Christian life. And, you know, same thing with Crazy Love. Great book, but, man, I, you know, I worry about things constantly. And, and technically, you know, worry is a sin for a Christian. So <laughs> um, these are deep issues. And while a lot of people that don't, deal with it or suffer from it don't necessarily understand that i think there's a whole separate section of of christianity that they really does so uh great topic got me thinking and uh you know i'd I'd love for you guys to discuss it further thanks a lot 
Howard, thank you very much for calling in, my friend. Um, yeah, self-loathing Christians. <laughs> wow, there's a ton of them out there. That there are. Let yeah. Me, ah, there we go. Had a little too much static coming through. Oh, okay, uh, okay. You know, you were talking about, uh, you know, Francis Chan. And uh, I, w- I want to, if you don't mind, DG, before we go in and, and talk a little bit about the self-loathing Christians, I want to play to you uh, just a little bit from this audiobook, And I just want to say, um, Francis Chan, it, it, I, I think he's ruined his book for me by reading it. And, and you know, sometimes these audiobooks are not the best in the world. Listen to this, to the, to the enthusiasm and excitement in the voice of, of Francis Chan. Hold on. It gets good. Here you go. Chapter 6 When You're in Love O God, I have tasted thy goodness, and it has both satisfied me and made me thirsty for more. I am painfully conscious of my need for further grace. I am ashamed of my lack of desire. O God, the triune God, I want to want thee. I long to be filled with longing. I thirst to be made thirsty still. (laughs) Show me thy glory, I pray thee, so that I may know thee indeed. I really love you, God. You are my joy and hope. Okay, so I love thee, God. I was. This is a book that I wrote. That I don't think that's a book. I don't think he wrote that. I think that's a prayer. Well, okay. So he was actually reading. He was actually uh, quoting a quote from his book in scripture. Okay, so let me give you a part where he actually wrote. People will realize that we have given you only what comes from your hand. First Chronicles for a time, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Oh goodness gracious! Did he write in any John of this? chapter 10, verse <laughs> 10, Jesus says that it, it is unknown and uncomfortable. Here you go. But there really is a God who forgives everything and loves endlessly. There really is a God who forgives everything and loves endlessly. <laughs> okay, that's You funny. should seek God and not be a lukewarm Christian. It makes me wonder if he was coached to say it that way. Oh my gosh, I can't because listen his, to his, you anymore. Because his videos aren't that way. I want my money back. His videos aren't that way that come with the book or that you can get the, with the book. Oh, dude, I th- I got the video with the book and yeah. there is one that looked like he was about ready to pass kidney stone. <laughs> he, I'm, I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding you, DG. He, he had one of those. Have you ever had one of those forced... Emotional moments like this. <laughs> and I swear, it's like, man, just let it pass. <laughs> You're like, do a new take. Do a new take. <laughs> Dude, go use the bathroom. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. It was. It's just bad. Okay. I, the, reading the book was okay. But unfortunately, I just, it's like, right. you know what? I went and got the audio book and now I know why it's five bucks and... Yeah, yeah. It, and, and you know, I think that's uh, it. Make, it really does make me wonder if he was coached to to do it that way, or to be able to say we need something that's smooth and it's the same tone the whole time. Ugh. That way, people can't tell that when you recorded on this day at this part and record this part on this day. It's but, horrible. Um, it's horrible. I cannot. I can 
I can <laughs> Daniel, not. Daniel says, I could reread his audiobook for him. <laughs> I, I try. I mean, it's... Uh, yeah. Now, in the, when he was first reading it, though, when he, when he was doing the very first reading, it actually reminded me of, of going to one of the monasteries uh-huh. and when they're kind of like... Not chanting. I enjoy the chanting. I actually really enjoy the chanting and the singing of the Psalms and stuff like that. But it, it did remind me a little bit of that. But honestly, even the monks have more <laughs> have more chutzpah than this guy. At least there's a little more more spunk, but man, he is spunk. He has he is he is spunkless. There you go, Karen. You found out what God was trying to tell you all along. That is great. You need to Karen, pick, pick up all the Christian authors and help read their books for them. I would, let's put it this way. I would rather hear David Ring do the audio book for Crazy Love. That's all right? awesome. I would so that buy awesome. that book. <laughs> it would be more enjoyable to me. It, yeah, you would you, it'd take you 10 minutes to get to it, get to the point where you can yep. understand it. But yeah, no, but I think there's a bunch of people that way. You know that that um, that have an accent, and I think that like you just uh, Irish people are this way. If they're if they're hardcore Irish, no offense if anybody's listening, but uh, I it takes me a few minutes. It really does take me a few minutes to start understanding what you're saying if you're hardcore Irish. And I think that's it's true. Maybe like like Canadians. There's a few Canadians who are like, "What did he? What? I'm sorry. You know, metric." <laughs> yeah, just, I, it just anyway. I, I think that it's, it's funny that that's. Yeah. But to tell you the truth, I know some. I know some. Uh, I actually have good friends that are that way. That I have a hard time, you know, understanding them. Right. It takes. And Tony's like, I don't understand how you haven't understood him at all. And I was like, Well, you know, I can speak a little bit of Spanish. I understand what the accent sounds like. Yeah, and I can kind of see what they were trying to do. Yeah. Well, to to get back to Howard's question, uh, I'm sorry. I just had to point that out because I. It's like I tried to like this book and. And Francis Chan ruined it for me. I really liked it before I I heard that. But anyway, um, self loathing self loathing Christians. You know, I really think that this is a is a huge issue um, where we sometimes just live our days day after day after day, just feeling guilty. Right. And right. and the, there's I think there's a real issue with going and doing things for God and spending time with God out of a guilty conscience. Yeah, you know, uh, and I, I think that that robs us of our true joy and it robs us of God's grace. It, rega- sure it robs does. us of God's love. Yeah. And and it certainly robs him of true affection. Yes, definitely because you're actually getting in the way. <laughs> yeah. Of yourself and him. You know, I I had a professor of mine that said, you know, anytime I need to talk to somebody that's really that's really, you know, down or depressed or whatever else, and it's not a clinical depression, you know, it's, it really is just feeling sad and stuff like that. He said, he said, uh, he said, uh, <laughs> we have a, we have a visitor with us. Yes. In the, in the my studio. daughter McKenna has joined us in the, in this, as a studio audience of one. McKenna, go take that ticket to your mommy. Can you do that? Oh, she's not oh, here. She's okay. not here. Great. <laughs> no Look. wonder. Have a seat. Have a seat. <laughs> We're going to keep an eye on you. Come here. So anyway, and my professor was basically just talking about how he said the greatest thing, the greatest thing that he loves to always do, if anyone's feeling sad or depressed or something like that, is he says, I always pull out Genesis 1, even myself. And he said, I pull out Genesis 1 and I remind myself that it's it just kept on talking about uh, God created this thing and then God saw that it was good. And then God saw that it was good. So it's like, 
created the livestock, saw that it was good, created the stars, saw that it was good, you know, kept on saying all this stuff, saw it was, it was good. But when he finally got down to creating mankind, when he finally got down to creating man and woman, he said, he stopped and he looked at over all of his creation and he said, and now it is very good. Tov Mahov is, is, the, is the Hebrew there. Tov means good and Tov Mahov means very, very good. And he was just saying, you as humanity make this creation very good. It was just good. But when you have come into it, when you are here living among this creation, you have made it very good. And, uh, and he said, it, and that's just something that, that helps me out. And I tell you, if I'm ever feeling depressed or something like that, uh, I'm going to say I'm about to contradict myself. Um, I don't know what, what Noodle was talking about, but every time I do that, uh, I, it always reminds me of how wonderful it is uh, to be able to know that when we were created, uh, God sees all of creation. But when mankind is in creation, it's very good. Yes. So anyway, uh, yeah, I, I, I think that, that we ought to, I, I think Christians ought to live a life of joy. And I, I think we sure. ought to be known of a life of joy, not all, not eternal happiness. You know, I, I think that there's different, you know, right. difference between, you know, you can, you can have joy in the midst of sorrow. Of course. And, yeah. and so I think we ought to be known for our joy, not for our, our, constant state of potential guilt right you now right. so and i think going back to the, to the original voicemail though when he's talking about the differences between guilt and conviction and where does that line cross and that's a really good that's a great and i, I agree i think it's a great topic and uh and i don't think there's very been but very much uh i don't think there's been very much writing on this to be honest with you um but i i think when when it starts getting in, in, it's just like any, uh, what's the definition of sin? Um, as soon as it starts getting in the way of your relationship with God, then it might start, it might start being something that is going, that's missing the mark. Yeah. That's sinning. And I think that's, that's true of the guilt and the, and the conviction stuff too. It's just, and I think that you have to have, you gotta be able to have a decent amount of discernment that's, to be able to yes. know the differences between and that's and again that's where i believe wholeheartedly in the in the gift that christ gave us as community otherwise known as church or ecclesia it's just this understanding that everybody else can be able to listen to what you're seeing and what you're hearing and be able to say oh you know what i think that might be you <laughs> yeah and that might be god and maybe god is challenging you in this way but i don't think that it's god if it's going to a point where where it's, it's hurting you or it's hurting yourself. Yeah. Um, physically or, you know, emotionally, whatever else. I mean, that's, that's when it's gone way past the point. God wants good things for you. Yes. <laughs> not, not horrible, horrible, bad things. Yeah. Um, and, and that you put upon yourself because of guilt or conviction. Yeah. So, but I also know, uh, and I, and I say this in full disclosure that I've been to a lot of, a lot of altar calls that were based around guilt. Yeah. That I don't think we're very healthy. <laughs> See, I've never bit. I don't know if like I, you're going to burn in hell unless you come up here. You better get up here because you're going to burn in hell kind of mentality. I, I think that's an altar call built on fear, not guilt. <laughs> well, they. I think that they are seeing it as a conviction, but I think that in yeah. a way that it's. Yeah, yeah I can I, see the fear thing, though. But yeah. yeah. 
I think that's that's that a little that's, bit of everything that, in there. That's the fear card. <laughs> yeah, but the, but but the you know I will say this: Francis Chan did did bring up uh, an interesting thing. Um, I probably would have liked it better if I would have read it instead of listened to it. But uh, he, he says <laughs> he goes if you if you were offered the opportunity to to go to heaven, you know, to go to heaven and spend all eternity there. There was no sickness. There was no pain. There was everything was good. There was an abundance of food. Uh, enjoyable plent- food is plentiful uh, relaxation everywhere and and uh, you know lots of enjoyable things to do I mean it's just you're in heaven there right. it's it is all good you're in heaven okay you're he says heaven. would you accept the offer to spend eternity there if Christ was not going to be there right, right right and of course you know obviously it's like well he says sadly enough a lot of Christians would say yes and I'm like you know what? Okay, wait a second. I I feel like I'm being guilt. I I, I feel like I'm being <laughs> manipulated. A, 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 manipulated. So number one, I don't think it's possible to have such a place exist outside of the love of Christ. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, <laughs> duh. You you're asking me something, and so Francis. No, I don't like your book. <laughs> For the record, I've decided I don't like your book. <laughs> you, you remind me of Tiffany because every time we had a uh, we had a Christian philosophy class in seminary, and and he would throw out all these philosophical kinds of things. That yeah, you, just, you had to you, you just had to take some of it as a reality, which is what he's doing there. Yeah, and you're like, no, that's not reality. That's not the case. I'm not allowed to. Have- that, that's an option that's never going to be available to me. Stop asking me stupid questions. Right. And that's but you're missing the you're missing the. <laughs> I know the point. <laughs> That's awesome. The question is, do I love God, and is is my right, desire right. to go to heaven to to avoid the 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 fiery pits of hell, right? Or is it because I love God and I want to be with Him? And right, I right. and I'll be honest with you, I struggle sometimes with my love for God. I don't doubt that, right? Right. You right. know, I get distracted and I sure. fall in love with myself, sure. And and I certainly struggle with that. But but the thing is, is He equate? I feel from what I read from him, that he equates my sometimes struggling with this as living a lukewarm Christian life that God absolutely wants nothing to do with and I'm despicable and he wants to spit mm. me out of his mouth. And wow. I just yeah. disagree with that. Yeah. Slightly. <laughs> Ever so slightly. Well, next week, Cliff's going to tell us how he really feels. <laughs> ah, anyway. Everybody, we love you all. Karen, thanks so much for the phone call. You made history. Yes. The very first live phone call at the About the Church podcast. We are so glad everyone is listening. We want to remind everybody to please join the community. It helps Cliff out, and it helps the family out, and it helps the community out. I mean, seriously, have you ever thought about joining the community just to be a part of the community? Yeah, absolutely. Not just it's because it's a help to Cliff, but did you actually get to? Do you ever think about this place where where maybe even Cliff isn't even there? (laughs) (laughs) What if Cliff? Would you still join? Would you still join the community? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, awesome. Head over to gspn.tv/plus for more information. And also, by the way, folks, uh, pray for another church in your area that's not your own. That's right. Bye bye. Bye.